just to share a few minutes about the ministry that we've been doing since 1971. That's um, Jacob Swell Ministries, another fellow and I prayed in the summer of 71 with their wives, and out of that came a December meeting in an Anglican church downtown Kitchener because our desire is was to try to redeem some of the kids that were coming downtown from suburbia. They weren't necessarily homeless. I don't think we had any back in those years. They may have had. But we had a burden for these young people that were coming down. They were getting involved in drugs. They were getting involved in alcohol and sexual things. And we just wanted to give them an alternative. And so we met with one fellow that we knew down, lived downtown. He's a Christian young man. And we said, well, you could spread the word among some other kids. And he, he was familiar with the streets. And so we said, why don't you just let the word out? So we met the first time in the basement of this Anglican church downtown, St. John the Evangelist Anglican Church. Uh, people there that treat us really well, well, that we were welcome there. And um, the first night, December the 7th of 71, we were kind of shocked because there had to be 50, 60 people there. They're all young people. So after a, a few weeks of that, we met every Friday night, just singing with guitars and drums and, and the old timey keyboard and stuff like that. So then we teach for about an hour. And after a number of weeks, we're so full, we told the rector, who was the pastor there, that we had filled the room. They gave us a different room that was much bigger. In a few months, at least, we filled that. We went into the main auditorium upstairs at that point. And after a few months, and I don't know the timing exactly, but we filled that place. They sat 600 people. That's when we started to realize we, something was happening that was outside of our scope, outside of our ability to make it happen. And um, they asked us to move into the gym, which sat quite a few hundred people, much more than they are trying. So we did that. And we did that for 13 years, just coming together Friday nights at 8 o'clock, singing some of the songs that were coming out. Uh, David and Dale Garrett had their scripture song out at that time, and we loved them. It was just scripture that they put tunes to. Still available on the Internet. It's called Scripture Song. You can buy their um, CDs and um, excellent music. Moved in with Integrity and some of the others that start coming along Young people liked it because we were uh, singing songs that were, I guess, a bit more life than the old hymns of the church, perhaps. But a lot of those kids were never church kids. And we start seeing many, many saved. We would see kids saved every Friday night. We used to pray for healings. We'd see people healed. We saw people filled with the Holy Spirit. And we even saw some deliverance in those years that kind of scared us at first, but we're so thankful for teaching by Derek Prince that really gave us the foundation and deliverance. And so after all these years, we still 
seeing people set free because of the ministry of deliverance. But it, we don't claim to have that ministry. It's just something that Jesus said we had to mark that, that the believers would do. So, um, if you ask me what my ministry is, I say, I'm not really sure. You have to ask the people. I just, I love preaching. I love teaching. We do a lot of counseling. We run seminars for our ministry. And um, it just keeps going. People keep recommending us. And we are so excited about it. So our ministry basically now that we're getting older and relaxing a bit, we've zeroed it down to two basic things. The five days of healing, where we go from, we come in Sunday night, and we um, are there till Friday afternoon. We keep people here, and we do a lot of teaching with, with four different teachers, some on video, some live. And we also do a Saturday seminar. We are able to use our home church, Roman Center Missionary Church, for that, which is just a little west of Kitchener. And the uh, retreat center we use for doing the five days is um, closer to Bradford, Hamilton area. But we're so blessed to be able to do this. We had our own property for a number of years. But we had a slack off on some of the things because we needed it to uh, relax a bit with the family and stuff and we want to spend time with them. So that's really what we're doing with the five days special is dealing with wrong foundations in a person's life. Things that have thrown us off value about our value, about our, our view of who God is, our view of who people are. And we do teaching that that, that clears away the rubble and the wrong foundations, and we try to build a foundation in people's lives that has to do with the basic doctrines of Scripture, not of any particular church, just the doctrines of Scripture that, that help lay a solid foundation. We're very um, adamant about the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew where he talks about the two men that built a house, one on rock, one on sand. And the one who built his rock in the house was a man that heard the word of God and he did it. And then when struggles of life came along, called the storms, he, he could stand because he had a firm foundation. That rock was a firm foundation. The man who had the house in the sand, he heard the word of God too. But you see, he didn't do it. So when trouble came along in his life, he didn't know how to handle it. And so therefore, his Christian life, um, you can say, was shattered because he didn't know what to do. Our job in that five days is to teach, so to build a foundation in the brothers and sisters that come in order that when trials come, they will know how to handle it. Jesus said, if they deny me, they'll deny you. And so it's important that we realize we have to be prepared for what lies ahead. The troubles that God said are out there. Um, he said it through his son. He says it through the writers of the New Testament. And we need to be ready for trouble. First Peter, almost the whole book has to do with the injustice 
that comes against us. But the beautiful thing about First Peter um, is that it teaches us how to handle injustice. And one of the teachings I deal with that book of First Peter in order to help us handle the situations that come along. One of the things that we do um, is challenge the people at the very beginning that come to our five-day especially. I've also mentioned it in the Saturday seminar. I challenge them to say to themselves, Why, what am I doing at this seminar? Am I here just to fix some problems so I can go on living the same life I've always lived and enjoy it more? Or am I here to get my life straightened out and learn how to walk properly with the Lord so I can be a delight and a glory to God? And I say to the people, if you're here for the first reason, things might not happen. Because I've never been a, pro a promoter of band-aid type Christianity. I'm a promoter of the Christianity that says, unless we're willing to die, lay down our lives, um, we're going to lose them. But if we're willing to lose our life for Christ's sake, for His kingdom, then we're going to find it. And that's what I preach in our seminars. That's what the teachers we use preach. We need to recognize that when Jesus said He wants us to be free of the things of the world, He wants us to be free of the attachment of the things that the world wants us to love and be associated with and to spend our life on, spend our money on. He wants us to be free, at least emotionally, from those things. A lot of those things are necessary. I have a house, I have a car, I have clothes, I have all that stuff. But I want to be free from things that woo me and call me into the world that would make me forget about God. And so, in, in, in Jesus' instructions, that we should be willing to lay down our life. That's what he's talking about. Be willing to lay it down. If I'm willing to lay it down, that's when I'm going to find it. He puts another way, unless we're willing to pick up our cross and follow Him. Now, your cross isn't your spouse or your children. Your cross is when you want to do something that you know the Father would prefer you didn't do. And you say no to that thing that your flesh wants you to do. That's your, that's your cross. If somebody hurts me and I want to live in unforgiveness, I need to say no to that unforgiveness. I need to say no to my flesh. I will forgive regardless of whether I feel like it or not. That's laying down my life. That's picking up my cross to follow Him. So our week, the five-day seminar, has involved in getting us closer to God. We do a lot of one-on-one um, -on -one at the end, but through the week, you're basically spending time each evening with the Lord, working through some of the things we give you to pray through. And if your heart is in the place where I want to change so that I can glorify God, I can live such a life that people would say to me, I would like to know what the name of your God is. If that's your desire, I know we can help you. God will change you. All we do is tell you how. God will do the changing through the work of His Holy Spirit. If you want to come and that's your goal, that's up to you. You can come anyway. But we need to emphasize when Jesus said, unless you're willing to lay down your life, or unless you're willing to pick up your cross, which is the same thing, 
There really is no plan B if you want to be his disciple. There really is not. Unless we obey him, we cannot be his disciple, Jesus said. So we work to that end. We don't condemn people for where they are. We know you come with a lot of baggage sometimes. Our job is to be able to work with you, to get your life, the, the wrong foundation kept out, sorted out, and uh, the right foundation in so that God can be glorified in your life. So our website gives you all the information you need to get in touch with us. We, we, are, we are excited about what God is doing. Even now, after all these years of ministry, I believe God has refined us enough that we have an anointing to be able to see lives change which they are. And so, you, um, if there's anything in you that would like to come and do one or to talk with us, why don't you go to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want? This may not be the right ministry for your problem. There are other ministries that are doing a great job. So we may not be the one, but ask God. If you're struggling with stuff, say, Lord, where do I go? I don't want an easy fix. Tell him now. I don't want a band-aid on this stuff. I want it dealt with so I can live a life that's a delight to you. So why don't you go to the Lord in prayer? Ask Him what He would have you do. Listen to Him so He can speak to you. So thank you for the time you've given me to express this concern. So let me pray. Father, we need you in every aspect of life. We need you to guide us even as to where we should go and what we should do to get our life back on track again. And Father, I ask you to lead me and guide me. I submit myself to you, Lord God. I submit myself. Some of you need to say that. I submit myself to you, Lord, for you to lead me and guide me. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, Father, to hear the prayers of these people and answer them. Amen. God bless you. Please visit our website at jwmi.ca to find out about more information of our ministry.